Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artist living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success, to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. I'm so excited because today's episode is sponsored by my signature group program, Freelance with Freedom, a lifetime group coaching program to help creative freelancers double their bookings in any market. This lifetime, yes, you heard me right, lifetime program is the group coaching container for creatives looking to increase their clients, irrelevant of what market they're in or where they live. This is my proven framework to double your bookings and create a life of freedom and fulfillment. This transformational program will change the way you do business forever and set you up with the skills you need for consistent bookings for life. No agent required, no more relying on word of mouth and no more burnout. Waitlisters have the chance to secure an extra special bonus. So join the waitlist now and you can check out the show notes for more details. Hello everyone, I'm so excited to be back. I want to talk about three beliefs that are stopping you from getting the results you want. So the more I work with creative freelancers, the more I realize there are certain thoughts and beliefs that keep them stuck. Some thoughts are more sneaky than others. So while I can't do it or I'm not good enough would seem the most obvious, I want to highlight three that I think are hugely responsible for a lack of results. Whether that's you want more clients, more money, or maybe you want better boundaries. So let's start with the first thought that is stopping you getting results. And that is, I have to do it perfectly. So thoughts around perfection plague so many freelance creatives. And the idea of doing something perfectly is a surefire way to never start. So perfectionism is a double-edged sword because it deprives you of fulfillment and makes it impossible for you to be present. So there are two possible outcomes when it comes to the belief, I have to do it perfectly. The first one we've already touched on, aka you will never start. And the second being that you berate yourself the whole time trying to achieve a standard that's impossible to achieve, all the while feeling shit about yourself and sucking any possibility of enjoyment out of your work. So thoughts around perfection are often tangled up with thoughts of failure or being unacceptable, that failure is to be avoided at all costs, that there's no coming back from failure, as if failure is final or finite. And failure is associated with being the end of something, an end you can't come back from. But the truth is, if you were to look at every successful business across every industry, but especially creative freelancers, you would see that the very people you look up to who have built what you define as successful businesses had to fail several times before it worked out. The thing is, failure is essential. You can't have success without failure. And yet we fear it so much, it stops us in our tracks and pushes us towards ideals and standards that are impossible to live up to. 
So doing it perfectly comes from an energy of getting it wrong, being messy, or having to do something again is bad. The attachment to your worth is tied up in how perfect you can do something. And look, I get it. I'm a human being with a human brain. So I'll give an example. Recently, I wanted to learn how to do pottery. My new thing this year was to try as many new creative things that were supposed to be just for fun. Okay, I'm laughing at myself as I describe this. And my sister-in-law is an incredible potter. So she was like, yeah, I'll show you on the wheel. And we planned this little lesson. And I say lesson in her eyes. She was just going to show me how it works. And I had this idea of what I was going to make. So I said, Sally, what I would love to make is a matchstick holder. (laughs) I say that because I have this gorgeous little matchstick holder that she's made for me. And again, she's the expert. She's the professional. So I saw this little matchstick holder in my head as, yep, that's what I'm going to come away with. A nice little memento. And the funny thing is, when I said this to her, she laughed and she laughed with love. And she was like, Harry, the only thing you're going to make today is a mess. (laughs) And of course, as soon as I sat down at the wheel, I was like, oh, (laughs) I get it. I get it. I wanted to jump to the result without doing any of the work. I wanted to jump to the bit where I could do it perfectly without the messy part. And giving myself some grace to laugh at myself and be like, okay, so my overachieving little heart still wants to be good at things straight away. I don't like being imperfect at something. So like I said, I get it. And the funny thing is, on hindsight, that experience was so helpful to me. Because when I reflected on it, I did end up having a really good time in the end when I could let go of the idea that unless I could create that matchstick holder that this wasn't worthy of just being a fun experience, okay? That if I did enjoy it, maybe one day I would make a matchstick holder. (laughs) That was definitely possible. But right now, all I needed to do was to get the wheel to move and feel the clay in between my fingers without drying out. That was all I had to do. And yet that still felt like rubbing my head and patting my tummy. I felt frustrated. I felt angry at myself that I couldn't get it on the first try. But even the awareness of those thoughts were really entertaining. Again, my perfectionist brain was like, how funny. And when I decided just to have fun, let the clay fall off the wheel, realize I was trying to rub my head and pat my tummy in the sense of the clay, I did have fun. So it's so funny. Why did I expect to create a work of art the first time I picked up the clay? That was what I told myself. I self-coached on this experience. And like I said, I had fun. But I was like, wow, there's some amazing information here, Harry. So I get it. I have a human brain too, but it starts with getting curious. And if I think back to the beginning of my MUA career, I certainly made a lot of mistakes, but I also understood that those mistakes were essential in order to get better. Building a multiple six-figure business or working with my dream clients sure as hell didn't come from getting it right on the first try or doing things perfectly. I've poked people in the eye, accidentally of course, I've shade matched people wrong, I've recorded entire YouTube videos without turning my mic on. I've hired the wrong person and I felt frustrated, but I also know that those things made me better. They provided vital information necessary to grow as an artist and a business owner. So I genuinely wouldn't be where I am today without all of those and countless other mistakes and failures I made and will continue to make. Giving yourself permission to do things imperfectly will literally change your life. It will propel you into action. Imperfect action. There is no authenticity in being perfect. Humans are not perfect. I'm not perfect and nor are you. And perfection doesn't need to be the goal. So change it. Perfection is the enemy of creativity. It is the ultimate form of procrastination because when perfect is the goal, you will simply never start. 
There is zero space for ideas, expression or growth when your brain demands perfection. And my success as an artist and a business owner came from starting. Starting was the beginning. It happened because I decided imperfect action would be way more beneficial than perfect inaction. The alternative to perfectionism isn't that you stop giving a fuck what happens. It's about having your back no matter the outcome. So in a way, the opposite of perfectionism is compassion and grace. You have to give yourself both of these in order to move forward, in order to get started. And it also comes back to worse. When your thoughts tell you you have to do this perfectly or get it right or else, what you're really telling yourself is you are not worthy unless your existence can be perfect. That's not the kind of CEO I want my clients to be or put out into the world. And it's certainly not the CEO I want to be. The reality is the world doesn't need more perfectionism. So if you have thoughts around perfectionism, ask yourself, how is it serving you? How is it serving those around you? Are you getting things done? Or do you find yourself time after time getting stuck or feeling exhausted with nothing to show for it? What would you say to a friend with the same thoughts? Ask yourself, why are you in a rush? Why does it have to be perfect? Give yourself some credit for all the incredible things you've already done. Have some compassion for yourself and decide to have your own back. Again, remember 15-year-old you is already looking at what you're doing and cheering on so hard. They're already so impressed by you. Perfectionism isn't required to be a successful CEO. You'll learn so much more from your failures than you ever will your success. And when I think about my own career, my Vogue shoot, celebrity clientele, and multiple six-figure businesses would not have been possible without the messy parts. It was not an overnight success. So it's not only safe to make mistakes, it's essential. Like I said, I've poked people in the eye, accidentally of course, I've fucked up on set, I've made mistakes, and I'm going to make more. But none of that meant or ever will mean anything about me or my worth. All of those moments were incredible teachers and experiences I value. They and all the messy bits in between are what got me my results. So when it comes to perfectionism, my worth isn't in my accomplishments or how perfectly I do things. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's not in yours either. So thought number two is a biggie. And that is, if I'm not burnt out, I'm obviously not working hard enough. So again, I understand being in a creative industry, there's this idea of hustle culture. There's this idea of busyness equates to wealth, success, worthiness. And it's all bullshit. <laughs> okay, so being busy for the sake of being busy doesn't help you and it doesn't help our industry as a whole. This idea of burnout is so problematic. And the sad thing with burnout is so many of us don't realize until we're in it. And what I would ask you is, again, why have you decided it has to be hard? Okay, where is hustle helping you? Because if your worth isn't in your hustle, where is it coming from instead? For me, the biggest thing that has changed my life, not just as a creative, but also as a business owner, is simplicity. Okay, there is luxury in simplicity. So in doing things where there is time for my self-care, there is time for my friends, there is time for family, simple gets the job done. And I think this idea of burnout, when people aren't seeing results, it's like an endless cycle of, well, I'm obviously just not working hard enough, <laughs> even when they're already spinning all the plates and doing all the things and saying yes to everything and so burnt out. It's so funny to me that rather than sit back and think, maybe the burnout is the problem. Maybe my thoughts of how it's meant to look to be successful are the problem. 
we tell ourselves, I'm just not working hard enough. And it's like we have this idea that it has to be harder than it needs to be. Because a lot of my clients, when they work with me, they always say, wow, it's actually simple, Harry. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe in making fluff for the sake of making fluff. We don't need fillers or padding in the information we're given to get results. No, the frameworks and strategies I teach my clients are very simple. And I've said this many times before, but simple is different from easy. So when it comes to implementing these frameworks, the mindset and the thoughts and the beliefs are what make the difference. The two together are so powerful. And I will always question my clients when they have this idea of burnout being a badge of honor or again, I'm just not working hard enough. I must not be doing enough. I will call them out and say, what if you're doing too much? What if it's too much? Because when we talk about working smarter, not harder, that is where simple comes into play. So simple comes from an energy of curiosity, of playfulness, of doubling down on what already works. And simple to me comes from a place of, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. So again, school didn't teach us strategies. It didn't teach us frameworks of how to build a business. Granted, we need frameworks, we need strategy. But once we've got them, If they're proven to work, we know then it's the mindset. And where are we trying to make things more complicated than they need to be? Are we willing to get honest with ourselves that we have an idea that we can't have what we want through simplicity, that it has to be harder, that graft is essential to see the results we want? So my question to you today is if you are burnt out and you're telling yourself, if I'm not burnt out, I'm obviously not working hard enough. Ask yourself why you think it needs to be this hard. And again, is it serving you? Okay, what are you achieving in this quest for burnout, in this quest for validation for how busy you are? Again, fully booked and in demand don't have to involve hustle. They can still involve boundaries. Time for you, time for friends, time off. (laughs) And I think when we think about simple, it sounds too good to be true. And that's why I'm using the word simple, not easy. But simplicity, like I said, there is luxury in simplicity. So even as I've built my business, I've made more money the more I've got out my own way. The more I've said, if I was the best CEO in the world and the best boss in the world, how could I make this 10% simpler? Where is it simple? And my brain is looking to make it less simple. (laughs) Where is my brain trying to complicate things? Let's put it that way. Where am I trying to make a problem when there isn't one? Okay, so leaning into the fact that getting results can be simple. It involves your beliefs, it involves strategy, but ultimately, simple works. When I look back on the past, definitely the past five years of my life, the more simple things have been, the more money I've made, the happier I've felt, the more time I've had. And all that comes from simple for me is more, not less. So the irony is with burnout, we think we're going to get more. But again, we get less. (laughs) And we find ourselves frustrated. We find ourselves angry at ourselves. We find ourselves questioning how we're going to keep this up because we know it's not sustainable. So a belief of how can I make things simpler is going to serve you so well. And I think I'm going to do another podcast at some point where I go more in depth around how simple serves me and my clients. Because when it comes to my clients getting results, like I said, It doesn't have to be complicated. I don't believe in making things complicated. That's not necessary. 
I want my clients to have big monetary wins, to have opportunities they've dreamt of. And they get that, but it's so much more than that. It's boundaries. It's opening up a belief system that works so well for them that they really understand what it means to have their own back and to step into the role of of CEO in their business. Again, they learn to say, well, what would the best CEO do in this situation? How would I feel the most supported given that I may have a five-day work week, that I may have a longer day than normal? What do I want to say no to? And if I'm saying yes to something, how do I make this simple? So burnout is not the goal and it's not a badge of honor. And the final thought that I think prevents people from getting results is I already know how to do this. And that falls into the same line of this won't work for me. This is stuff I already know. So when you have this belief, I already know, this is a loaded one. So the first thing I want to say regarding this thought is it's super sneaky. Okay, our brains love being right. And our ego loves to think we know it all. Again, our brains want to keep you safe. And anything that questions what you think you already know makes your brain feel unsafe. And its default setting is to want to reject needing a different way. Or that you maybe don't know how to do something, at least not in a way that has gotten you the results you want. So when it comes to knowing something and not getting the result you want, maybe you told yourself it's a timing issue or a logistics issue. But to that, I would say, is that really true? It makes me think of the saying that knowledge is power, but only when you implement it. Knowing and doing are two very different things. One of the reasons I went into coaching was because I saw firsthand how having the knowledge gets freelancers so far. Don't get me wrong, I love a good strategy. I believe in my frameworks and they are simple for a reason and incredibly effective. But none of that would be effective without actually coaching my clients on their thoughts and beliefs around the strategy itself and implementing them. To think I already know this does not produce results. If you already know something, has it worked the way you want it to work? And if the answer is no, then do you really know it? Knowing something and tweaking it, knowing something and embodying it, knowing something and implementing it until you get the result you want are two completely different things. Just because you know something doesn't mean anything. That is just one layer of understanding. I love watching my clients really get something from a place of, oh, that feels different now. They bring an awareness to the problem and focus on the solution, which starts with unlearning what they think they know and confronting their own bias and judgments of how something is supposed to look or the expected timeline of a result, which also goes back to the idea of doing it perfectly. And the first thought we touched on. When your brain is focused on a belief of, I already know that, you've automatically closed off space to entertain ideas, suggestions, or implement what you know in a different, more effective way. Think of it this way. Athletes don't stop being coached when they reach Olympic level. They get more coaching. They hire more coaches. They even ask more questions, they tweak and they modify and they constantly monitor their results with a curiosity of where there's room for more growth. It's the same for singers and entertainers. When Beyonce started preparing for Coachella, she could have told everyone, I don't need to practice on Beyonce. I already know how to do this. But she didn't. She spent months and months unlearning and relearning, rehearsing and reflecting on the show she wanted to create. She wasn't in a rush. But she also didn't let the fact that she's Beyonce be the reason she couldn't surprise herself or grow because growth is always available to us. People who are super successful don't say, I already know that. They are curious and open. They are playful in their business and their craft. 
the energy comes from a place of what can I learn today? How can I grow? There is no gold medal for knowing it all. Successful people will always look to learn more because they don't see learning as something that you ever complete or finish. So I understand that to some people that frustrates them, whereas others, it excites them. So how can you tune into the excitement that comes from learning? Because ultimately, unlearning and relearning what you think you know are the keys to success and seeing the results you want to see inside your business. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harrietadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.